success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible podcast. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast, and I'm so excited to introduce you to our amazing guest today, Wendy Babcock. Wendy is a communication strategist, TEDx speaker, author, podcast host, founder of the Kindness Bucket Brigade, and creator of the women's event, Warrior Unchained Live. Welcome, Wendy. It's so great to have you here with us today. Thanks so much, Cammie. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Well, when I think about Invincible, I think about you. Just, you know, just the little bit that I know about you and the conversations we've had and being honored to be on your show, on your live podcast. And it is just a joy to have you here today and share you with our listeners. So let's do this. Could you tell our listeners a little about who is Wendy Babcock? How did you get to where you are today doing what you're doing and what makes you invincible? Awesome. Sure. I'll just kind of jump right in. So I'll go back to my story kind of begins in 2006 when I left a um, very long abusive marriage. So we were married from 94 till 2006 when I finally left. And so he was very controlling, very jealous. So my every move was basically watched. If I went to the grocery store, he'd call me on my cell phone halfway there. Where are you at? You know, if I was five minutes late coming home from work, what were you doing? And so my every move was watched and I was just under his thumb. So leaving that situation, I almost had a PTSD trying to figure out, you know, who I am, what can I and can't I do? I was still kind of like a scared mouse trying to break out of that <laughs> my shell. And so I went through this transformation and I worked at a hospital. So I worked at the hospital for 20 years and I did coding and transcription. And so I was used to my, you know, nine to five job per se. And I started reading personal development and that started kind of this snowball effect of, Hey, you know, I kind of believe in myself. Hey, I can, I can do these things now that I want to do. I can sit up and watch TV till midnight if I want. And as odd as that sounds, that was not allowed <laughs> in my prior life. So I started to realize, you know, I can do things. I can do things that I want to do. So leading up to about um, 2016, I was listening to an Audible book by Pam Grout. And she talked about this um, program called the 21-Day Complaint-Free Challenge. And it was by an author and a speaker named Will Bowen. And I stopped the Audible and I thought, you know, I'm trying to push all the negativity out of my life. And what's more negative that we do than complain? And it just resonated with me. So I just went to social media, looked up this Will Bowen guy. Who is he? What's this program about? 
and call it fate, call it, you know, right time, right place. Um, that day he posted, hey, I'm looking for about 10 people who want to be trained by me to speak around the world like I do and share my message of a complaint-free world. Now, mind you, I had just heard of this program that day, but I was just thinking you know, there was something in me. I'm like, I want to do this. And so I sent off the email and I'm like, eh, I'll never get picked. You know, who am I? I'm just this little person in this little rural town in Wisconsin. You know, they'll never pick me. Well, two weeks later, <laughs> I get an email from his daughter. Hey, um, can you do a Zoom interview with me? Like instant panic set in. <laughs> like, what did I, I get myself? What did I get myself? I'm not a speaker. I didn't do any speaking. I, I'm terrified to talk in front of crowds. What did I do? So I go through with the interview and... Um, a few weeks later, I get another email. Hey, you're one of the chosen from thousands of people from around the world. And I'm thinking, holy cow, this is insane. So, you know, I, I jump on this training. It was a long, you know, training. I think it was like 16 weeks that we all trained under Will Bowen. And he gave us all the tools to become speakers. And I just kind of jumped into it. And I felt like the low man on the totem pole. Like when I when we all introduced ourselves, some of them were already speakers. One was a teacher. So people who are used to speaking in front of people and I'm like, Oh man, I really need to dig my feet into this because I just feel like I'm the, I'm the, the low man down here. I need to really prove myself. And so that's what I did. And I just really jumped in and it was a huge lesson for me. Like when I do that in hindsight, when I'm called to something, I have this internal voice. I know just jump. And so I started to, you know, do some speaking opportunities. I did a lot of free ones. And then eventually I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I think I'm going to start charging. I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. You know? So I think the first job I had, like, it was like $250, you know, I'm like, I don't care. It's, it's something paid. And then eventually you start kind of realizing your value as you get into it more. And then in 2017, I ended up quitting my full-time job to do speaking full time. And it was just a continually a learning process of narrowing down like my speech, how I'm doing with the speaking and getting the feedback from the audience. Um, it, it just was, it changed my life. It really changed my life. Um, and so that has led to all these other opportunities that have kind of unfolded since I became a speaker. You know, I thought I've always wanted to write a book and in what year was it 2019 actually it was 2019 january i'm like you know what i'm just going to start this i'm, I'm going to jump in i got my topic i'm going to jump in with both feet and i'm going to set my publishing date on because i self-published through amazon I'm like this is what i'm gonna do i'm going to give myself a timeline i'm going to get this written in four months so i set it for april 1st and so i wrote my book <laughs> submitted it and it was released on August 1st. That is so, amazing. And tell us what's the name of your book? It's called How to Sparkle Where the Sun Don't Shine. Staying uh, positive when you're surrounded by, and I don't know if I can swear, but the A word. <laughs> so it's about dealing with difficult people. Yes. Oh my gosh. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, right? Wow. Yeah. So you self-published. So that's amazing. And you just did that last year then. Yeah, last, oh last my gosh. April. So it's only been uh, just over a year since my book came out. Yeah. So so now what what has changed since then? Oh gosh. So I wrote the book and then um, I wrote a second book for a friend of mine. She's uh, a medium. 
And she's like, Hey, I want to, I want my biography to come out and I want you to write it. And I said, um, no, <laughs> I, I only have my book, but I don't know how to write a biography. I, I can't do this. And she's like, Nope, I have complete faith in you. I know you can do it. And finally she twisted my arm, talked me into it. And I wrote her biography and that was, you know, that was a cool process. I wrote that book. Um, I created the women's event then. I thought, you know, I, I'm connecting with all these amazing women speakers. And I'm like, how can I showcase them? How can I bring people together? Because when I go to an event, there's a palpable energy in a room. And if you, unless you experience it, it it's just this an amazing feeling. And I thought, I want to create that. I want to create this environment, invite other women to speak and share their stories and inspire people. And so that led me to create the event Warrior Unchained Live. And that, oh my gosh, what an experience that was. It, it, the original event was a three-day event. And so I had eight speakers. We had free massages. Meals were included. It was this whole pampering weekend for women. And it, it, it was amazing walking off the stage and just seeing the, the tears, you know, of transformation and joy. So that was a huge, um, huge blessing that came. Um, and then what happened, there was another thing that happened that was really a fluke, <laughs> I want to call it. <laughs> so I was on social media and I was scrolling and I saw this buy, sell, trade post that had a ton of comments. And of course, curiosity, I'm like, okay, what's this about? Why does this have so many comments? And I read the initial post and it said, hey, I'm looking for help. Um, I need a ride to the grocery store, but I don't have money to offer for gas. And people were awful on that post. They were telling her, quit begging for money, get a job, you know, you're a low life and just horrible, horrible bullying on that post. And then I got to a comment by a friend of mine and her comment was simply understanding and kind and compassionate saying, hey, you know, I've been there. I know what you're going through. And it was just such a breath of fresh air on that post. I thought to myself, I wish more people would comment with kindness because she didn't address the bullies. And that really stood out too. She didn't try and fuel the fire because that's what happens when you talk to bullies. Um, and so in that moment, I thought, how could I create a change? How could I bring more people to a post where there's hate ugliness and bullying. And just kind of that bucket brigade idea came to mind. You know how you pass the bucket to put out a fire. I thought, well, maybe if I got on a post and I saw this, I could tag in a friend and say, hey, could you comment something kind after me then tag in another friend? So then I thought, well, I'll create a Facebook group. This will be a group we can all kind of come to and agree when we see a, a post like this, we tag one another and create that bucket brigade of kindness. So that's where the name came, came up with is kindness bucket brigade. And if anyone has ever tried to start a Facebook group, you know it's like pulling teeth to get people to join, right? So I thought, okay, my, what's my end goal? How many people do I want in this group? What's the big number, right? I'm gonna aim for the stars. And I thought, I'm gonna get 100 people in this group. I'm gonna invite everybody I know and get 100 people because that'll be, make a big difference. Well, to my surprise, I hit 100 people in two hours of creating the group. Wow. Yeah. And then by the next morning, we had 400 members. By the fourth day that week, we hit 1000 members and I did a live video in the group and I ugly cried. <laughs> I was so taken back by the kindness and gender of everyone just jumping into this group like wholeheartedly with like everything they had. 
And now it's been um, just, we're just shy of a year and we have 7,100 people from literally around the world that we've reached. So we've been featured in the Reader's Digest. Um, I had news outlets interviewing me at the time. It, it just was this crazy, unexpected blessing that happened. Never saw it coming. That is amazing. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, you know, it sounds like you've had a lot of challenges and obstacles in your journey. And yet, you know, each of these things you've just said, like, I just jumped in, right? So you just kind of, yeah. you just did it, right? So can let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about, you know, there, there are people who are doers, right? They just, they mm -hmm. don't think, they get, they stay out of their head and they just, they see an opportunity and they just jump in and run with it. And then there's the others and they're more thinkers and, you know, they're waiting for the perfect time and all the lights to be green. So what, what can you talk, you know, talk to our audience about as far as how do you, how you're doing that? How are you seeing these opportunities and jumping right in and staying out of that thought process? Well, I think it stems back to that prior marriage, you know, being, feeling like I was always held down, kind of held underwater from, you know, catching my breath and pursuing what I wanted to, because I am also a lyricist, which many people don't know about me, as I used to write songs with a co-writer. And so that didn't happen until after that marriage, you know, after that marriage ended. And when you're held down like that and people don't allow you to shine, there's something like when you get that first chance to shine, you, you don't even care how bright. You just want to get a glimpse of it, even, a, even like a little sparkle. That's why maybe that's why I'm so attracted to glitter. For me, I have learned that when I try and make something too perfect, it never unfolds. It just seems like it takes longer. I overthink, overthink, overthink. And then I lose steam because I, I'm just trying to make it too perfect. And so, you know, in writing the book, I had to get past my, it has to be perfect. I have to go through this, this publisher or, or that publisher. It has to be edited by, a, you know, a, a genius or something, you know? And I thought, no, because this is my first book. Do I really care if it flops? Not really. I, I want to be able to say I did it and I want to learn through the process. So I had to, you know, I bought a couple books on how to publish through Amazon. So I had to learn the, the back end of it. I'm like, I'm just going to do it you know, just jump in because I've learned when I overthink it and I don't follow that initial instinct, it doesn't end well, or it just ends. And I never complete what I'm doing. Same with podcasting. You know, my podcast initially started as a regular podcast and I didn't have the right equipment. I didn't have a fancy microphone. I didn't have, you know, I just had to learn as I go. And I kept overthinking it. So I got the first, I think, four interviews done. And I'm like, oh, it's not perfect. It's just, you know, the sound isn't good. People are going to judge me for it. So I kind of like just stopped doing it. And then I got to that place again during COVID when we were all shut down. I'm like, you know, I really loved the interviews. Like, how can I make this work where I don't have to feel like I'm perfect? And I thought, you know, the editing process for me was challenging. Because again, you want it to be perfect, seamless. And I'm like, and I, I hated it, to be honest. I hated the editing process. I'm like, how can I just eliminate that? And I thought, I'm just going to do it live. I'm going to go on my Facebook page. I'm going to do it live. I'm going to interview people. And that's what it's going to be. And I have loved every second because I just let myself say, it's not perfect. It's okay. <laughs> that is so great. So tell everyone what the name of your podcast is. 
Oh, so the podcast is Her Laundry Unfolded. Aha. Uh-huh. And who, what can they find on your podcast? What kind of uh, people do you feature? What are some of the stories you tell? It, you know, and I feature women who have gone through challenges, however that looks, big or small, huge obstacles, any obstacles in their lives and how they found success. And again, success is however you define it. It could be someone who's struggling with depression, who getting up in the morning is their success. It could be somebody who's gone through domestic abuse and, you know, now they're successful. So it depends on their out. So whatever their obstacle is and what, however they define success. And I just want them to share their stories. Love it. And um, I love what you said about how you just did it and you learned through the process. So you didn't really have any, you know, hold on what the outcome would be. You just wanted to be able to say you did it. And I love that because I think that's what we get caught up in is, you know, if we're going to publish a book, it's got to be a bestseller. And if we're going to do this, it's got to be the top. And yet you have done so many amazing things by just the opposite, right? Saying, I don't (laughs) care if it's a flop. I just want to say I did it. And I want to, you know, um, just learn through the process. And then, then you turn around and did a second one, which I think is amazing as well. Wow. So tell the listeners where they can find you. Um, The best place would be my website, wendybabcock.com. Facebook is always a great place to find me. Um, Yeah. I think that's the best two places, Facebook and then my website. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. So on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners that we are going to feature fierce female entrepreneurs and that they are going to share their journey because we want to encourage other women who maybe are having big obstacles and having trouble chasing their dreams. So we want to encourage them to get back up and chase their dreams, no matter what obstacles come in their way. And it sounds like you could really speak about this based on some of the things that you have already overcome on your journey to success. So we're going to share stories of your journey. And the first story that I would love to share is a good story. I always like to start like, tell me the good news, then we can talk about the bad news, right? So let's share a story of the good of your journey. So I think the good would be the event I created called Warrior Unchained Live. When that event was born, that was a huge transformation for me, not only to, I I created my a different topic, because of course, my speaking was mostly about complaint-free world at the time. And I thought, I want to share my story. And this was going through the abuse and how I came out of that and how I learned to be positive and found myself. So it was kind of this challenge to invent this talk I was going to be talking about at this event. And so that was, that was really good to kind of, it was healing in a way. And not just that, but bringing other women on stage to share their stories. So I learned so much from those women By the end of the weekend, it was such a transformation personally, but then watching the women around me and in the audience transform, because the goal was when people come, they're not going to relate to every single speaker. I wanted them to find the one person that they were going to get the most from and have that aha, oh my gosh, I can finally shift, you know, have that mindset shift at, at the end of the weekend. And I got to see that firsthand. So we had a lady who... Um, honestly, she complained a lot <laughs> from the get-go, from the time she bought her ticket to the day of the event and, you know, just little things. And she kept kind of like was in my ear complaining. And I thought, okay, she's here though. You know, she's complaining. It was kind of this little thorn in my side that weekend, but I'm like, but she's here. You know, she maybe has this negative mindset. What's going on with her? Cause she bought the ticket. 
you know, so she's, she needs transformation somehow. How is, where is her shift going to be? And so I got up that Saturday night. I was the last speaker on Saturday and I did the Warrior Unchained speech that I had about my journey with domestic abuse and how I got out of it. And she come up to me at the end and she was crying and she goes, you're who I needed to hear. And I, I just thought that was the best thing I could have heard. It didn't matter if it was me or somebody else. The fact that she was going through some struggles that she related to. And that's, you know, it just was a, a shift. And it was like the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from that weekend for me was watching somebody, you know, get something huge out of the, the weekend. Isn't that amazing? And, you know, you know, as you're sharing this story, I keep thinking, you know, when people are difficult, I think we have to sometimes give grace and try to understand, like, you know, we might not ever know what it is that they're going through that might be causing them. I mean, some people are just difficult, right? <laughs> but, yes. but I think nine times out of 10, you know, that they might be going through something that's causing them to be that way. And isn't that amazing that you were able to play such a huge role in that and really make a difference for her? It was just, it was um, kind of an awakening at, at the moment. Like, Wow. And I kept saying to myself, she bought a ticket. She bought a ticket. Cause I kept thinking if she's in this negative space, she came by herself. She didn't come with a group of friends. Like there's a reason she's here. And so I just kept reminding myself of that. And by some luck, you know, it, my message was what she needed to hear. It could have been any one of, you know, the eight speakers, but it, it just was really cool to watch. I love that story. And so that brings me to just, I want to talk real quick about the Warrior Unchained live event that you have coming up in 2020, right? So it's coming really soon, right around the corner. Uh, yes. And so let's talk real quick about that, why we're on that topic. Okay. So Warrior Unchained, um, I've reimagined it now because of obviously with COVID and everything happening, you know, I had to evolve the event. It was a three-day event. Um, we had a cancel in May because of the shutdown. So I created Warrior Unchained Live. It's a hybrid event. So it's August 29th. There will be 25 people live and in person at the event. We'll call them VIPs. And then there's also the online event. So you can join us live through the whole event from anywhere in the world. And we'll feature you, you know, on Zoom. You'll feel like you're there. You get to participate. And um, I'm really excited to try it this way. It's going to be a little bit of a technical challenge, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, again, just jumping in and, and making it happen. So where can people get tickets for this event? Okay, if you just go to warriorunchainedlive.com, you can get your tickets there. They're pretty inexpensive. So to be with me in person, it's only $37. Or to join me live um, virtually, it's only $10. Wow, that's amazing. So virtually anyone around the world that's listening today could grab a ticket and uh, and be able to see this virtually on Zoom for just $10. So, yeah. and tell me about the speakers. So how many speakers will you have? So we have six speakers this year and we'll have some joining virtually. So we'll have, I, I believe it's three on the premises and three joining virtually. So we have a big screen, we'll, we'll you know bring them in through Zoom. So people in person and virtually get to see, hear them speak. They'll be speaking more of like a TEDx style, like a 15 minute presentation. And the live speakers will be about a 30 minute. And this year's theme is um, inspiring focus, um, confidence and growth in your personal and professional lives. 
wow, how timely is that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> we're asking, yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe that we're actually closer to 2021 now. And uh, yeah, so that is amazing. That is amazing. Okay, so you guys get your tickets. The event is August 29th and you're going to have amazing speakers. And just, just imagine that you could be that negative person who hears that message that turns everything around for you at this event. So you don't want to miss that. And so now we have to go back to the bad. So mm -hmm. yeah, so the, the good was great, right? And I, right. I love that. I love that. So, but there, you know, it's not all roses. And that's no. the thing that we need to share with our <laughs> listeners is that you know, if you're expecting it to be all roses, then it's not going to happen for you. It's it very rarely do I speak to a very successful person who says, oh, all the lights were green and I just sa sailed my way to success. <laughs> Typically, there's a lot of stuff. And uh, yes. not, not that we love to talk about it, but we do love to inspire and encourage other women. And this is the best way that I have found to give them hope and get them right. back up. So tell awesome. us a bad story. Okay, so let's, I'll go back to when I quit my full-time job. My husband and I had a conversation. I'm like, you know, I worked at the hospital for so long. I wasn't happy at my job anymore. Um, I had transferred departments and I just was not, transcriptionist was what I had done for years. So then getting into coding was really difficult for me. So I'm like, you know, I just, I need to switch. I need to shift. And I'm like, I just want to do this speaking full-time. I know I can do it. I had a game plan and he says, okay. I was like, I'm going to, pull my 401k. I'm like, I'm young enough. I can, I can pull that out. I had a good chunk. I'm like, this will just, this will be our safety net, right? So I can do this. And he was also shifting his career, buying a business and getting out of what he was doing. So we were both were changing drastically what we were doing and it didn't go great. <laughs> I'll be honest. So I thought, okay, I have this plan. I know how to get speaking gigs. You know, I'm going to reach out and do all this stuff and work really hard and crickets. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Why is nobody hiring me? You know, I've, I've got all these different things in place. I'm reaching out to, you know, a hundred people or a hundred events a week. I'm not getting anything back. And so I would get one speaking gig and then I wouldn't have another one for at least a month. And that's not sustaining our bills, you know? And in the meantime, my husband's also changing careers and, you know, mortgage is coming due and now we don't have the money for the mortgage. So now what? So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, start officiating weddings. I'll make money that way. <laughs> so I started doing all these crazy, like little things. I became this, you know, Jack or Jill of all trades, trying to make our bills. And in the meantime, I'm trying to hustle to get the speaking business going, you know, and I've seen new speakers coming out. That's their number one question. You know, how do I get speaking gigs? That's the hardest part of the business. Being on stage and talking for an hour, that's the easy part. But knowing that you have, you know, you're behind on your electric payment, you know, and you're like, okay, the, there's a storm and the lights flicker and your heart sinks because it's like, okay, um, is that because I didn't pay the bill yet? Or is it because of the storm? You know, you have that fear. Like I even get a, a, a churning in my stomach just talking about it and knowing what that feeling was like. And it's like, do I need to go back to work full time again? You know, and so that was really hard to say, okay, am I going to, push through this and, and figure it out? Or do I just give everything up? I mean, so that's kind of the bad is having that internal dialogue. Like, did I make a huge mistake? And being in that, I guess, transition period where you're like, 
do I go back and get a full-time job and just work? Because honestly, like my mom was not very supportive of my speaking career because she worked hard her whole life. And so she thought, what are you doing? You know, so I have her in my ear kind of like, you know, Wendy, go get a job. What are you doing? You can't, you can't make it on speaking, but I'm like, in my heart, I'm like, this is what I want to do. And so it, it was really a difficult period. And then eventually, of course, it does start to shift and you start to get more speaking jobs. But that period of probably a good eight months, you know, not knowing, I mean, getting down to our last pennies and even being overdrawn in my bank account, that was really, really scary. I bet. And so, you know, during this pandemic, I would say there's many people right now that are faced with this very same decision, right? Do I give it all up? Uh, and, you know, and going back to get a job uh, might not be an option because right now a lot of places aren't hiring. They're letting people right. go, you know, those things. So what would you say kept your head in the game? What was it? Was there any particular thing that kept you like, no, you can't give up. You can't quit. You've got to push forward. You know, you're, you're going to get there. Was there any one thing that you can remember back in that time that, that was constant, that, that was the thing you could say, it was that thing that made me keep going? Honestly, I think it was blind hope. <laughs> That's the first thing that came to mind. It was blind hope thinking I've, I've made it this far in my life. I've gone through worse and I've, come out ahead. I mean, I, I've made it through, you know, my ex-husband and I, we had almost gone through a foreclosure at one time on our home because he wasn't giving me his paychecks to pay the bills. You know, I budgeted for so much money each week and then he'd show up on Friday with half his paycheck because he spent the other half. And I'm like, you know, I made it through that. I kept food on the table through that. It's kind of that, again, blind hope. Like, I know I can make this. I don't know if it's just this little internal voice. Like, I've been through worse. I, I will make it through this. And I just kind of like, okay, I'm going to keep going just in every, one day at a time. Basically, instead of saying, okay, six months from now, I'm like, no, what am I going to do tomorrow? And then being creative with my thoughts. Okay, how can I, do I need to sell something on a buy, sell trade? Do I need to put out more advertisements? What do I need to do? And just being as creative as possible and just keeping that hope and that little fire, you know, sparking inside me. That is awesome. That takes me to my next quick question is, so what did you do? Like, did you just keep doing what you were doing or did you change things up? Did you do ads? Did you, how did you get that going? So I decided, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to reach out to these places. I'm going to ask for some feedback, you know, Hey, you know, um, sent you an email last week. Just curious if you found a speaker and just having that, you know, dialogue with them like you know what are you looking for and just trying to and some places actually responded well you know that wasn't really our topic and I had to reinvent how I contacted places and so getting that feedback well they're not looking for a complaint-free world they need complaint-free business and that was kind of one aha moment where I'm like okay if I came to people saying I could help their businesses you know and get rid of that toxic work environment so that was a huge moment for me when I could restate what I was trying to provide for them, you know, kind of get down to the basics. What are people really struggling with in their workplaces? That's where, that, those are the places who are hiring me. So I also went back and thought, okay, the jobs that I have gotten booked and paid for, what were those places? They were businesses, associations. They weren't schools. They weren't, you know, clubs or whatnot. This is my, this is my audience. And kind of having that moment of going back and researching saying, 
you know, what was their feedback? What did they like about it? And representing it. And also I did drop my price. I thought, okay, if there's, if there's a price problem, I can kind of go back from the drawing board. Something is better than nothing right now. It's like, I know, I know my value is there. And most people will tell you not to drop your price, but in this situation, I'm like, I just need to pay my bills. So whether it's, you know, thousands of dollars or whatever, or a couple hundred, it's more than I had before I got the speaking gig. So that's kind of what I did. I had to just shift everything. You pivoted like the whole I, world is needing to do right now. Yes. yes. And I love what you said of that you went back, right? So rather mm -hmm. than just keep trying to push the same speaking topic that you went back and said like, hey, what do you need? What is it that how I can provide this service to you that's valuable to you? And right. And then you made that shift. I think a lot of us are not willing to do that. We're like, this is a service we offer. And, you know, and we're just going to keep trying to sell this thing. But I love that you right. did that, that you, you know, and I think we're going to have to work harder now, right? Because yeah. people, there are going to be more options now for, uh, <laughs> for people to choose speakers and topics and right. things like that. And so as speakers, I think we're going to have to work harder to really build that relationship with those, you know, potential uh, clients and get, and really ask them what the, it is they want and need, and then be able to give that to them. And I think that the more of us that are willing to do that, the more success we are going to have individually and as a whole. Uh, I love that you did that, Wendy. And honestly, hats off to you because a lot of people are stuck and they don't know what their next move is, right? I think this is going to be really helpful to people because they, they're thinking like, well, this is what I've always done. Well, you can shift it, right? You can yes. present the same thing a different way and it can mean something different to someone else. And I love, love that you did that. So, okay. We got to talk about the ugly. <laughs> it's yeah. so, it's so hard, <laughs> but you know, the thing about the ugly is this is where we learn the most, right? This is where yeah. we're, we're in the fire and we're refined and we come out better and stronger than ever. So share with us one of your ugly stories. I'm sure there's more than one. So yeah, oh, yeah. just pick one <laughs> Yeah, just for today. So, um, you'll get a chance to tell other ones later, right? <laughs> so it's, it's kind of crazy that my good story and my ugly story are connected. So Warrior Unchained in 2019, as much of a, a transformation it was for me and that mindset shift and I did it and I got through it, it was also my ugly moment at the same time because I had never put on an event of this scale and I reached big for this event. I thought I'm going to, you know, I wanted to be in a bigger city in our area. So we, I had it in Wisconsin Dells, which of course the prices are higher for renting a space. So I had this beautiful ballroom picked out so I rented that. I included the meals. I had a couple of people come in for massages, which I included with the VIP tickets. And I had it at this, this, I had this idea in my head of this grand event I wanted to host. And while I pulled it off, I went into some pretty substantial debt doing it. You know, we, we still had a decent crowd, but it wasn't the crowd I wanted. I wanted to have, you know, 150 women there and we had 60 which isn't bad for a first event, but when it came down to paying the bill at the end of the day, I had to take out a loan to pay for the venue. And again, this is part of that transition period for my husband and I were trying to make money, 
We were, you know, not doing great financially. This was part of that where I was just talking about in the bad where we weren't really making the mortgage on time. You know, we were in that grace period. And now I have to go to my husband and be like, we're in the hole by a lot because of this event. And I had such high hopes for this event. And he, you know, was trying to support me best he could, but it came down to it. Like, I have to call the bank now. And like the day before the event, cause I knew where I was going to sit financially. And I'm like, I just had a, a pit in my stomach. Like, can I, I need to get this loan, you know? And thankfully we have, we have a great bank and that they were willing to loan me the money, but it was really hard. And then having to tell my, my husband and have that conversation. And, you know, it, there was a bit of a, you know, an issue because he was like, you know, what did you do? You know, as much as he wanted to support me, he's like, how, how can we take out a loan right now? And now how are you going to pay this back when we're barely making it as it is? And it, it just about tore me apart. And I thought, I, I'll never do this event again. There's no way, like, I just got in over my head. What was I thinking? And I kind of hit rock bottom in my thoughts, like probably the week after the event, I came from that huge high of, this was phenomenal. I loved it. You know, everything that happened was great, but the financial side of it, it just completely bottomed me out. And I thought, what did I do? Did I just destroy everything that we have? Are we going to lose our house because of this event I threw? And it was, it was definitely an ugly time. It took me a while to even climb out of that hole and face it and say, okay, you know, everyone's like, Oh, I can't wait for the, the event next year. And I thought, I don't think I can do it. I, I don't think I can do it. And then, you know, slowly I, I had to recreate my, you know, okay, how can I do this differently? Where did I go wrong? Did I included too much? You know, I wanted to have this big thing and I had to think, okay, I need to pull back. You know, I'm a control freak. So I even had hired um, event, an event coordinator, event planner to work with me that year, but I didn't even let her do her job. Like I completely took over the entire event. And so, you know, she helped, but I didn't let her do it in the capacity she needed to do. So it came down to it. And I was like, I can't even afford to pay you your full amount <laughs> because I am so, I overshot. And it, it was a really, really rough time for me. I felt like I didn't want to even show my face. Nobody knew it. Everyone thought, oh, this event's great. You did such a great job. And I'm like, if you only knew, if you only knew what I did. <laughs> so it was just a, it was just, it was a huge embarrassment. <laughs> but only to you, right? Because right. only, because only you and your husband and the bank knew. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what leaders do, right? Leaders, they <sighs> take it. They, t they take responsibility and they figure it out and they suck it up and they don't blame people and they just, and then they carry yeah. on and you did that. But you did learn, and I know that you're back having a new, another one this year. And yeah. so that is so exciting. And I'm sure you've already thought through all the things to make sure you don't make those same mistakes twice, yes. right? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and how exciting that, you know, that that's like your triumph story, you know, and that here you are to celebrate that again on August 29th. Well, I, I'm going to have to get me a ticket because I'm gonna, I want to be there. I want to be able to see uh, an experience for myself that, that event that almost took you out, right? And that's the way, yeah. like, for me, hearing that story, I want to see, like, that, that victory uh, and be able to celebrate that with you uh, during this time. So I'm really going to look forward to that. 
Wendy, yeah, thank you thank so you. much for being thank here you. today. Thank you for sharing your stories and um, just encouraging our listeners, no matter where they are today. Um, you know, I'm sure there are many that can relate to your story, especially during this pandemic. And if not, if they're not going through it now, they should prepare themselves, right? Because right. it can happen to anyone and we wanna, we wanna make sure they're ready for it and that we can support them through that. So tell Absolutely. our listeners one more time where they can get their tickets for this great event. Okay, so you can go to warriorunchainedlive.com. It has all the information there, all of the speakers, and you can get your ticket right online. You can join us in person, if, especially if you're in the you know, Wisconsin area. If you want to come on the premise, it's a one-day event now instead of a three because of it being, you know, a hybrid event now. Um, but yeah, we would love to have you join us virtually from anywhere around the world for that Saturday. We think it's going to be a great event. That's amazing. And also, where can they listen to your podcast, Her Laundry Unfolded? <laughs> so you can go to right on Facebook. Um, if there's a page called Her Laundry Unfolded and it's there. Um, I upload each episode to YouTube. So there's a YouTube channel as well for Her Laundry Unfolded. And I pulled the audio and it's on an actual podcast. So wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, wherever, you can find it there as well. Fabulous. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. And to our listeners today, I don't know where you are in the world. Oh, or what's going on in your business and your life. But if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back up. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review, and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.